when you work on your self-worth and when you believe that you're worthy of having money, you can invest more in your self-care. You can take better care of yourself. You can show up better in the world. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, I am so excited to bring you this week's episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. So this week we are talking about managing money as a highly sensitive person. This is a topic we have not covered yet on the show and it's so interesting and so important for us to know. So this episode actually comes from the Money with Madison podcast and fun fact, Madison is our amazing podcast producer, editor, like this show would literally not exist without her. So if you are in need of somebody to help you out with all of the podcast things, check out Madison's company, Happy Pod Productions. She's the best. So had to sneak that in there. Hopefully she lets me keep that in. Okay, but this week's episode then talking all about managing money as an HSP, how it's different for us, ways that we can manage our uh, money in a way that feels really good to us as sensitive souls. We dive into all of this, and this is such an interesting and honestly useful episode, and I'm super excited for you to listen. Hi, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Madison. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So I obviously love talking with you and I'm in your highly sensitive membership, um, which I've been enjoying. And I've done one of your Reiki sessions, which was like totally mind blowing. It was the first time I've ever done one of those. So I am a huge fan of you, but just tell my listeners about your journey and discovering that you were even a highly sensitive person. Um, and how you kind of have since turned that into your superpower and just help others do the same. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I love having you in the group. It's, it's been so fun just meeting so many amazing women who also are highly sensitive people and empaths. There's such Mm a great like population of us out there and I'm so excited to be talking about it. I'm super passionate about it. So yeah, my journey is windy just like many other people's uh, who find out they're highly sensitive. I grew up always being told I was so sensitive. I always was like an emotional roller coaster. I I remember before going on family vacations, I would give myself a stomach ache because I would get so excited. So I've always mm-hmm. been very much like the ups and downs. I feel the highs and lows very extremely. And I always thought this was a problem, something wrong with me. I thought I needed to like kind of temper it and just be more even keeled. 
but that just was never me. I've always just been felt everything very deeply. And as I got older, this kind of would come up in relationships. Sometimes it was kind of hard because it, when you're a very sensitive person, you can get very hurt easily in relationships and friendships. You tend to take things personally and you don't understand why. And so I always thought of my sensitivity as something that like made my life harder. And I always, always thought I had to just change myself in order to fit in Mm. and all of that. And then when you get into the corporate world, it gets a little complicated because <laughs> you, you don't see sensitive people like that be that being modeled for you in in successful corporate world. Like the people at the top tend to be more, I don't know, like cutthroat and they're like super confident and not they don't seem to be bothered by harsh feedback or anything like that. So that's when things started to come to a head for me. So just a little color to the story. I moved to California when I was 23 years old. I grew up in Minnesota, moved to California for an internship at a retail company. And it was like the dream situation. I thought it was the coolest thing ever to move by myself to a new state. So I started at this company. I had no friends in California, by the way. I didn't know a single soul. I just did this like crazy thing. And I started at the company and very quickly saw how cutthroat it was. I always tell people it was kind of like devil wears Prada vibes. Like it was, people were mean to each other. Like there was yelling in meetings. There was, yeah, it was intense and like disrespectful and long hours, like very long hours. Like it was very one of those environments where it was glorified to like work till eight or nine o'clock in the office, you know, be there 12 hours, like that whole thing. And this was my first taste of corporate life, you know, first job out of college. I thought this was normal and I started to get, you know, so, and also might I add, I'm a very like high achiever type of person. Like I'm not the type to like mail it in. Like if I'm doing something, I'm going to try my very best. I really wanted to like work my way up the corporate ladder, become a manager one day. That was my big goal. Like I just wanted to do well. So I pushed myself really hard to keep up in that environment. And I worked those long hours. I sat in those meetings where I would get yelled at and I started to develop really bad stomach problems. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. This was totally new. They're very mysterious stomach problems. It got to a point that where it was so bad, I could eat like 20 or 30 foods. Like literally everything made me super sick. I was going from doctor to doctor. No one could help me. No one knew what what was wrong with me. Uh, I eventually found a holistic doctor who told me I had this it's called SIBO, a digestive issue called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And I had leaky gut. And he found that both of these were brought on by stress. Like I was under so much emotional stress. I was holding everything in. I was Mm -hmm. trying to endure and keep up in this crazy environment. And I was internalizing all of this stress. And so I got started getting really into holistic healing. I found meditation because I needed stress relief tactics and how this relates to being a highly sensitive person. This was around the time that I learned I was a highly sensitive person, like that there was actually a term for it. Um, because 
I was so affected by everything because I was so sensitive. Like mm. that environment would be hard for every anyone, but for HSPs, we have very sensitive nervous systems. We get overwhelmed really easily. We get overstimulated really easily. And that can manifest itself into health issues. Like so many HSPs I talked to actually have had chronic health issues. And that's what happened to me. And so the way I kind of discovered it was in working with my holistic doctor, learning about stress relief. At that same time, my mom had found the book, The Highly Sensitive Person by Dr. Elaine Aaron. I don't know how she found it or what, how that worked, but she found it. And she's like, Alyssa, this book is for you. This sounds exactly like you. And I remember reading that book so fast and being like, oh my gosh, I feel seen. Like it literally was the first time in my life. I'm like, this makes so much sense. And so <laughs> that was like how I found out. And that was probably six years ago now. So not super long, okay. but yeah. That sounds like a lot to handle. Like the oh, whole yeah. journey to even figuring out that you are highly sensitive is just like a lot. And I couldn't even imagine being in an environment that you're talking about where people are yelling at each other and you have to work till eight or nine. I struggle just going like a normal eight to four. And like, I am like out at four, like I am done. And even that I struggle with like, oh, this is so draining. (laughs) A hundred percent. That's, I don't know, like in retrospect, I don't know how I, I did all of that. It was, (laughs) yeah, it's like really crazy. And it also makes sense why I got so sick. I mean, I was seriously like, I lost hair at one point. Like I remember looking on top of my head and I had a bald spot because again, I was so stressed and my coworkers could handle it. And so I was always comparing myself against them and always like measuring my, my self-worth against being able to achieve and do everything that they were. So yeah, that was, that was the journey in getting there. And then I started talking about it. (laughs) I started Mm -hmm. blogging about it because I had so much to share and I felt like I just uncovered gold and I felt like other people needed to understand that this could happen to them too. Yeah. And that is how you are the reason I found out that I was highly sensitive. I always just thought it was because I was a Pisces that like, I just was told, oh, you're a Pisces. You're just sensitive. You just cry a lot. I like, I just always associated it with my birthday and like you know but that didn't like feel right to me I was like but like I feel like I know other Pisces and they're pretty normal and like outgoing and fun and that's just not me at all (laughs) um so like I knew there was another missing piece but I wasn't sure what it was and so yeah finding you and when you started talking about being highly sensitive I looked into it and yeah it really is like a light bulb moment and you're just like holy crap this explains so much and Like you don't have to feel guilty anymore. And it's just kind of like a weight is lifted. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so validating. It's suddenly like, oh, there, yeah, this makes sense. And like, it's funny because when I first started my blog, it was two years ago, actually, I just started writing because I loved to write. And 
it, initially I wasn't even really talking to HSPs specifically mm -hmm. because I don't know why, I guess I just was like, oh, who wants to hear about this specifically? <laughs> this is too specific. So mm -hmm. originally it was just like, oh, an inspirational blog. But the funny thing is looking back at it, my very first post I ever wrote was called sensitivity is a strength. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so it's funny, like I started you know, really specifically talking to HSPs and empaths when I noticed that was those posts, anything related to that, like being a deep feeler, being too emotional, being sensitive, anything related to that, people always like loved it and resonated with it. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is what I need to share with people. And yeah, it's connect, like I said, it's connected me with the best people. It's like, I feel like sensitive people are just always so sweet and kind and <laughs> wonderful. And one thing too, that, that has really like been, I've been really passionate about is when I first found out I was an HSP, I would join these other HSP communities on Facebook because I wanted to be around other people that I could relate to. But a lot of times I would be in those groups and I would feel super drained. I would notice there was like a ton of complaining, a lot of like victim mentality, like, oh, it's so hard to be me. And like, you know, I'm all about like, yeah, let's keep it real. And yes, there are challenges, but it was very much dragging me down. So that's where mm. I wanted to create something that felt more uplifting and more empowering for sensitive people. So that's why I eventually created a Facebook group and then my membership, because I wanted it to be a space where it's like, let's be super proud to be sensitive. Like, let's see it as a superpower. Let's also do personal development work to improve ourselves and understand how to step into our trait. But yeah, I just really wanted to be in a space where it's like, this is great. Like, let's own it. Yeah. And you have done such a good job at that. Like your stuff is so inspirational, but not like in a cheesy way or like an unrealistic way. I like you just do a really good job of portraying it in such a beautiful light and yeah like you said just helping people be proud of that thank you yeah that's always my hope I think it's important to like keep it real and also try to be positive like uplifting where we can because like I share a lot about I struggle with anxiety and that's always been kind of part of my journey so I always try to share those things too like not every day looks perfect but here are some ways you can deal with it these are some healthy ways to handle, manage your emotions and stress and things like that. And like really sharing tools to help people thrive and not see yeah. it as something that just holds them back in life. Yeah. And, and totally like the negative side is totally there for sure. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, why do I have to be like this? Like, why oh. do I have to be so tired? Like I have so many things I want to do, like so many goals I, I want to hit and I'm just exhausted and all I want to do is nap. And then I just get angry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it can be hard. Cause it's so true. Like we do need more sleep than most people, at least from the research I've done. That's like totally a thing. Like so we really have to have that self-care and I think it can be paradoxical because a lot of like a lot of the other HSPs I know are very driven achieving type of people but then we have those more sensitive bodies so it's like we want to do all of the things but we're also more prone to burning ourselves out so mm. we're forced to take really good care of ourselves as we yeah. achieve our goals and I always tell people to like 
yeah, it sucks sometimes that you have to take better care of yourself, but it also helps you be more in tune with your body and like be more eventually, you know, in tune with your intuition and things like that. Cause we can feel so much so we can yeah, really feel into that, which is something a lot of people just never bother to look, look at because they don't have to, cause they're not so affected. Yeah. Since learning that I was an HSP, I definitely have been more aware of I've been better at setting boundaries and, you know, just, I kind of, it was almost like I was able to flip this switch where I was like, okay, I know that this is how I operate. So now I need to make sure that I have systems in place to like not get so exhausted. And it's been, yeah, just like been freeing, like giving myself permission to just take a break when I need to. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. I I always share how like setting boundaries is like so, so critical for, for sensitive people, for everyone, but speaking specifically to sensitive people. Yeah. And like not having shame around needing rest and not thinking that it's like makes you weak or whatever, but like actually again, yeah, seeing it in an empowering way, like I'm advocating for what I need, which is to take care of myself because I love myself and I know I know what's important for my body. So I love that you do that. That's yeah, that's so major. <laughs> okay. So switching gears a little bit because you didn't, yeah, I feel like no one really knows growing up that they're a highly sensitive person. So like for you going into like money and how you managed your money before you knew you're a highly sensitive person versus now, how do you think, did that look different for you? Yes, it did look different for me. So I was definitely very conscientious about money. I was definitely very more conservative about it in some ways. I don't get me wrong. I always liked to shop and spend money on clothes. That was always a thing, but I also was pretty risk averse always. And I think that was partially from being an HSP. Um, I think that's kind of one of the parts of our trait from many of the people I talk to is like kind of trying to be more cautious about things and not like mm-hmm. blowing a bunch of money frivolously. So I never really did that growing up. Um, but also for what was modeled to me by my parents was like, it's important to save your money, buy a used car, make sure mm. you don't keep all of the lights on and waste electricity, <laughs> like all of those things. Like my parents are very conscientious about that. And I wouldn't say they're frugal, but like they're, they just think about that stuff a lot. So I always, I I embodied that too. And I've always been, I was always very responsible. I always had a job. I always paid for most of my own things and had a savings account at some level. So yeah. And like, going into the corporate world, like as soon as I was eligible for a 401k, like, yeah, you bet I signed up for that right away because that's the right thing to do. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think you handle money differently now that you know you're an HSP versus when growing up? Or do you feel like it's kind of just been pretty level because I mean, subconsciously, you always knew that you were an HSP or like you just, you are an HSP. So you operated that way. Yeah. So one thing that kind of sticks out to me. So yes, I do think I, I operate a little bit differently now in a better way, a more, more empowered way. So one of the things that I was like thinking about when you asked me this question too, was growing up, like we had, so like my parents were very much about like 
be smart with your money, save your money, blah, blah, blah. And we, in the town I grew up in, it was a very modest, small town in Minnesota. And our house was like one of the nicer houses. Like people would always make comments. Oh, you have a nice house, things like that. And our, my friends would always want to come over. And I always felt like this made me different. I didn't want to stick out. And I felt like I stuck out. Like it sounds so silly, but I was like, I just want, I remember thinking I want a regular like small house or whatever, because I wanted to like really fit in. And at the time I didn't think much of it, but I was doing some work around like money blocks. I don't know, a couple of months ago. And that was like something random that came up for me. I'm like, wow, I felt like a lot of shame. I I didn't like being looked at as different. And so I think that kind of also related to feeling different for being such a sensitive person. Like this was just one other thing that made me not fit in with people. So as I've gotten older and I've learned about my trait and I'm learning to really embody it and be proud of it, that kind of fear of being seen and like being quote unquote too big or shining Mm -hmm. like that has kind of dissipated as I'm stepping into just being myself like I'm trying not to it's like I don't feel so afraid of buying something nice for myself or appearing too flashy if I want to spend money on something because as I'm like stepping into who I am as a person I feel like that's kind of actually healing the issue there that I had with money. And of course, I'm still very responsible. I'm, I've always been the one who budgets in, <laughs> in our relationship. Like I got my husband on a 401k because he wasn't on one when we met. And I was like, oh what are you doing? It's freaking out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've always been that person, but I also am, don't feel like the shame or so much guilt around getting myself a facial or something, mm-hmm. what I want, you know? Yeah, that that is so powerful. And I think that fits perfectly with being an HSP and needing more self-care. So I know that I struggled with spending money on myself kind of um, when I was younger, like high school and like beginning of college. I always felt so guilty for getting massages once a month. And like, I still did those things, but always subconsciously I was like I really shouldn't be spending the money because yeah I kind of grew up the same way just super frugal and not spending extravagantly and and saving and so yeah I think it was a powerful moment when you realize like okay in order for me to be like a functioning and happy human I need a little extra self-care and like I'm gonna spend on it and I don't care (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like you said, not feeling guilty about it, because if you didn't really grow up seeing that modeled for you, then it's like hard to think it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. I'll go get manicures and pedicures because I just really love having that time to myself to just like get taken care of. And my mom always, she always has her nails done, but she always does them herself. And that's always been the way it is. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, takes a while, I guess, to to be like, well, this is my way of doing it. And this is what feels good to me. And I have more than enough and it's fine. So yeah, it's such a reframe. So you kind of touched on it like at the beginning of that topic, but I wanted to go back to it about how HSPs, I think in general are just better at managing money, or maybe it's just like a strong suit of theirs without them even realizing it. I think this point kind of clicked too when I read that book you talked about, in history, most highly sensitive people are the the advisors and like the people 
talking the king down from like going into war or something ridiculous. And so it's like, yeah, those people are going to be, they're just more strategic. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Yes. I think that's such a thing. I, I definitely think that (laughs) there's a lot that makes sense about why HSPs might be better at managing money. I think for one, it is that desire to be responsible, that conscientiousness, like I mentioned, like really caring about doing the right thing and following the rules, being more risk averse, not wanting to do things that are going to rock the boat and potentially stress us out or overstimulate us because that's the whole thing. But yeah, another part of that too is HSPs are really good at noticing small details. We're very like, that's just part of the trait because we're always taking in so much information. So we notice all of these little details. So I think that helps us, you know, in being aware of what's happening with our money and finances and what, what things we need to be focusing on. Also, um, another part of the trait is being really good at like noticing patterns, like naturally kind of noticing Mm -hmm. patterns and trends and things like that. And it's funny, you said the advisor thing and like being the one to talk the king down because in my day job, I am a retail planner. So I hold the budget for our buyers. So I've tell them how much money they can spend on shoes each season. (laughs) And I have to be the level-headed person who's like, no, this is, this is what our trend is. This is how much we have in the budget. And I can be that very level-headed person. And it's like the person who's like behind the scenes, like pulling the strings, like the buyer, (laughs) you know, the buyer is like, but I want to spend more. And I'm like, nope. So yeah, I really think, yeah. So it's kind of funny. I, because a lot of us find ourselves in those types of roles, I think. And it's, it's just a natural part of us. And also, like I said, like being the one in my relationship to be like in, mm. in charge of some part of the money, or at least like knowing what's coming in and out and really caring about that. So, yeah. yeah. How did, that's such a cool job. I didn't know, um, but that's so <laughs> funny how much it does like align to everything we've been talking about. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of fun in some ways as well, because I'm looking at trends. Like I mentioned, like we're looking at because I work for Vans, the shoe company. This is not mm-hmm. the company I was referring to at the beginning. This is a new company. That's awesome. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I'm looking at trends and forecasting how we're going to do in the future. So it is really using that part of me that loves to notice patterns and details. So yeah, yeah it's that's it's awesome. kind of cool. <laughs> so, and you mentioned that your husband, and it's he's not a highly sensitive person, is he? No, he's not. He's okay. not. <laughs> So like, what does that relationship look like in regards to you being an HSP and him not, and also kind of in regards to money as well and like how that dynamic works or how you have like found a balance? Yeah. Yeah. So I think because we're quite different in many ways, I think that really has helped us to create a balance because we really balance each other out. So my husband, yeah, not a highly sensitive person. I'm an introvert. He's more of an extrovert for sure. And when we first met, like, I would say I'm more risk averse, right? And he's the type Mm -hmm. that's like, let's, let's take a risk. Let's spend the money. Let's do the nice thing. Um, And this was actually me being more responsible and him. I don't want to say irresponsible because he's not, he had, he's like, just fine, but like (laughs) just totally different ways of thinking bringing those together was actually helpful because it helped me to 
step into feeling more comfortable spending money and being smart about or and being like taking some quote unquote risks, being okay with spending a little bit more on a nice hotel because we deserve it. Like it made me more comfortable with that because he was so comfortable with it. And then I think on the flip side, it always helps to have that more responsible person kind of call, you know, tempering things a little bit and saying, well, maybe let's think about it before we, we buy that thing. So it's really helped us our two different styles. And I think what really helps too, is we just have always had very open communication about money and Mm -hmm. it's not like some topic that we hide things or whatever. We're very open about it. So that's helped a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's so funny. My boyfriend and I are the same way. He, (laughs) when I met him, his life motto was, you can't take it with you when you're gone. Oh my gosh. Like not a crazy spender, like he, but you know, like that was his mindset. And I was just like the opposite, like save as much as you can. Um, Like don't have credit cards, you know, just like ridiculous. So, and yeah, it's so great seeing how we have balanced each other out and yeah like same deal like I've gotten him into his 401k and like helping him with all his stuff that's fun (laughs) I love that yeah and I think back to like some of the things I've invested in that I might not have if it wasn't for him being more of like the risk taker like I remember paying a few thousand dollars for a business course and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I should do this. I was so nervous. Like that's a big chunk of change. And I told him and he literally didn't even hesitate. He's like, do it. I'm like, really? And it was one of the best things I ever did. So it's like, yeah, in those moments too, you're like, okay, it's good to have that sounding board who thinks differently than you to really push you in the direction and like, see what, what would be good for you to invest in and like really believes in you. So it's been powerful too. Yeah, that's awesome. So what advice would you give a fellow HSP who told you that they were bad with money or like it overwhelmed them or they just didn't want to do anything with it? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I think it's important to get clear on like what your story is and where that might be stemming from. So kind of like getting curious and journaling about like, what were you told about money growing up? What did people say about it? What was modeled for you? Like, were your parents always saying they didn't have enough? Were you scraping by? Was money a bad thing? Like really looking at what you grew up with and experienced, because obviously we're going to take those habits and patterns with us because that's what we saw. Um, And also a big thing that really was an unlock for me is like looking at where you feel shame about money, because like I mentioned, I felt shame about being too much or like, I don't know, shining too bright or something. (laughs) And it was because I wanted to fit in. And that was such a random thing that I don't know if I would have noticed that pattern unless I really took time to sit down and get clear about it. So I would definitely recommend that. And another thing too, is just like, how we manage money and how we feel about it is so tied to our self-worth. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could speak a lot to, to this. I only know very little in my own experience, but I would say it's like, I noticed the way I felt about money, the way I was able to receive it changed when I started to work on my self-confidence and started to like understand that I'm an HSP instead and instead of feeling like shameful about that or weird when I started like really embodying it and being proud of it I just noticed that my overall confidence 
grew and I felt a lot more comfortable, like asking for what I thought I deserved and, you know, investing in myself on things that I really cared about, but also respecting my money and not just blowing it on a bunch of clothes. Cause I had a bad day because when I feel like when you're doing inner work and you feel really good about yourself, you might not be so apt to do those random shopping sprees because <laughs> that's something I would do. And I know, I know now it's kind of like a numbing tactic, like had a bad day, yeah. go buy some stuff. So there's a lot there, but I think it's all the inner work and just like getting curious. Yeah, that is a huge point. Like your mindset around money is literally the foundation for like everything. Um, And it does suck because a lot of people grow up with a very poor representation of like money mindset or like how that plays out in life. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of like deep work you have to do, which sucks, but (laughs) we all got to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think it can help when you start to like learn like a new way to look at it too. Like one thing I've really noticed that's shifted is like seeing it money as more of a tool to do more of what I love and to invest in myself. Like I've mentioned, like personally and spiritually, like I'm able to step into a better version of myself because I have the funds to, to spend money on those things. And that really matters. And that's why it's like, if I have shame around it and I don't have enough, then I, I just feel like I'm going to stay stuck. So there's something really mm. powerful as seeing it as a tool for you to do more good in the world and for yourself mm. when you have it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're speaking to me right now. <laughs> speaking my language. I love yes. it. <laughs> so great. Okay. Um. So before we kind of wrap up, was there anything that you wanted to like say or touch on that we didn't Um, no, I think I really just want to reiterate one thing that we've already said a few times was just like, when you work on your self-worth and when you believe that you're worthy of having money, you can invest more in your self-care. You can take better care of yourself. You can show up better in the world. And I think that's a beautiful thing, but it all starts with you. So I just want to keep driving that home because it's so, (laughs) so important. Right. Yeah. And self-care as an HSP is obviously so important. So that's a huge part. Okay, so I want you to tell us a little bit about the Highly Sensitive membership. Um, Yeah, so the membership, I love this membership. So (laughs) each month, like I have us focus on a different topic and we kind of do like a mini workshop, like deep dive into each of the topics. And they're really things that I think are important for HSPs to focus on and work on. So like last month, our focus was on people pleasing. I provide meditations, EFT tapping. We do guest expert sessions, like all around the specific topic of the month, just so we can be really immersed in learning about it and working through it together. Um, And then one of my favorite parts of the membership too, is we meet up every month to just journal together. I do a, a Reiki infused meditation. We set intentions. So there's that community aspect to it. We're really like learning and growing together. And I think we can catapult into much greater heights when we are doing these things together and we can like lean on one another and understand that we're all having similar experiences. And that's been really powerful. So I'm, yeah, super passionate about the membership. Yeah, there's a lot there, but I'm (laughs) super passionate about it. 
Yes. And I can vouch that the membership, oh my, I was, I'm like still blown away at how much you like jam pack in the uh, like membership portal, everything that's in there each month, plus like the meetings and stuff. There's really, it's really good. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. I wanted it to be like a place too, where you can like you, cause if you're a member too, you can like look back on past months. So it's like one of those things like oh, I need to focus on self-love. Oh yeah. There was that meditation in March that we did. So yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that. I want it to be a, a space with lots yeah. of value for people. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've enjoyed it. So everybody come join me, come join us <laughs> in that yeah. group. It's a lot of fun. Um, I will link both of those in the show notes for everybody. And then also Alyssa, I've just loved talking to you obviously, but where can my listeners uh, connect with you? I'm most active on Instagram. So it's life by Alyssa. Um, I post pretty much every day there, honestly. And then I have a blog life by So you can see all of my full length blog posts. And I also write for highly sensitive refuge. So some of those articles are linked on the website as well. So all the HSP empath goodies are, are available in those spots. Awesome. Thank you again for being on. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.